Hello and welcome to First Geek 411 and welcome to episode spoiler cast. No number. No number. I don't know. So you don't have to listen to this because you, you so you don't have to spoil it. You have to, so, watch, so, you have to listen to all the numbered one minus the Yeah, so I was going to say, so episode 15 spoiler cast is good enough to get an episode, but well, episode, Horizon what, Zero, five that's racist. Something like that? Just because it's not a <laughs> Japanese game, it doesn't get its own yeah. number? Well, it's because they're not numbered yet. I'll let it slide. <laughs> this time. Um, but if the Persona 5 spoiler cast gets a number, <laughs> Horizon Zero Dawn doesn't. It won't. It won't. It won't. Um, also, that one probably won't happen for like two years. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I'll, I'll, I'll get to Persona 5 in time. It won't take that long. Um, But <laughs> we digress. Um, <laughs> It's a great start. Um, so yeah, episode. welcome, welcome to the Horizon Zero Dawn spoiler cast. Um, I'm Chris Nicolay, and on the line with me today, of course, is my good friend Cameron Franklin. Hello there. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know how much of the, how they'll end up actually hearing about what we what just. I happened, kind of, but. I kind of hope that you cut into this conversation of us talking about something that happened before the we actually started the show. Before the edit, yeah. Well, the episode had started because I said hello and welcome. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Always professionals. Yeah, so, so we finally are getting around to our Horizon Zero Dawn spoiler cast because we both have officially finished it. We have both officially platinumed it and done. We both finally had stuff. time to actually sit down and do it. That too. So. Um, since packs and everything in the release. Oh, but. We have a lot to talk about. This is by mm. far one of my favorite game, like modern, probably one of my favorite games of the decade. Yeah, it's it's definitely, in my opinion, one of the front runners for best PlayStation game, best PS4 game at the moment. Yeah, we're going even farther. I'm saying best game. No, <laughs> best game, best game ever. Take that, The Last of Us. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm just okay, but uh, so we, we're gonna try to break this up as like in, to have it as organized as possible. But we're mostly just gonna be talking about the game and what we did and didn't, well, what we did like, but so pretty right. much everything. Um, right. But this is the, one of the things that we want to do this is to do kind of like a gloves off conversation about the game. A lot of times, even within the episodes, when you hear us reference Horizon Zero Dawn, we'll get to the point of let's say, well, there's this, but we can't say any more because of spoilers, and so. Right. This conversation is a way for us to to sit down and talk about the game in that in that context of anything goes. We've both finished everything, and let's talk about it. So, for you as a listener, if you care at all about playing Horizon Zero Dawn and would like to not have the game spoiled for you, you should stop listening. Please share with a friend that has beat the game and would like to listen to a spoiler cast. But if you don't want spoilers, turn back now. Darth Vader is Luke's father. <laughs> Bruce Willis was dead. Hades is alive. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, like we said. Uh, so I don't know. Where do you want to start? Uh, let's start with just gameplay. Just yeah, I think gameplay is a good moment. place to start. That way, if people haven't turned back yet, they still have a chance to. Yeah. Um. So I think this is probably one of the most intuitive games I've ever played mm-hmm. um, in, well, in terms of fluidity and just like 
balancing controls so they're accessible without yep. minor skill, yeah. I guess, um, was awesome. And, um, yeah. There was definitely, like, a very good variety when it came to, to weapons. And I will say, though, the one thing that kept tripping me up is I had just played Uncharted 4, and I think I mentioned this to you. I kept on accidentally hitting reload. So, like, I would file a couple of arrows, hit reload, and then be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, you can't just refill your quiver, Cameron, like that. Right. It's not instant. But on that, like, how do you feel about, like, I think it's called combat crafting? That, like, making arrows and all that kind of equipment on the fly during combat? Felt pretty awesome. Um, I mean, I de- really, it's not realistic, especially for what components that are going into it but i don't i didn't mind it right i mean it seems like kind of like a, a necessary evil for the sake of fun like the yeah, game would have like especially with like i mean because to be honest you melee those combat reload that fast course, in, the, in real life anyway like right like, like melee combat's game, not like, the focus right and reloading and so. has always been like something that ba- shooters especially have to deal with because mm-hmm. If you make it semi-realistic, you're going to have problems because that is what's going to cause most deaths, probably, right. is reloading. Um, which it does already, but like our ability in first-person shooters to reload is definitely exaggerated. Right. I mean, it's stuff like it's based on the number of bullets you have, not based on the ammo in the clip. Right. So like like in a real in real life, if you fire one shot from a clip or magazine, I don't know which one's right. I don't remember. Somebody can correct me. Like and you throw that away to reload, you lost all of those bullets. But for the sake of fun, that doesn't happen. And I definitely feel like combat crafting fell into that same category. Like very yeah. much not realistic to create an electric energy ball to shoot out of your slingshot in two seconds. I did say so, so. I always went in completely prepared, so I never had to combat craft. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! No, I'm just joking. I had to combat craft a few times, but, um, <laughs> but I mean, at the same time, I did take covers to make it more realistic. <laughs> <laughs> let's, um, go, let's go through the weapons. What were some of your some of your favorites? Obviously, the bow is the. I didn't get away from Big much piece. of those, truth be told. Um, uh, I tried... Like, when I did Bandit Camps, the blast thing was super nice, especially after, like, when mm-hmm. you got the Shadow One with the proximity proximity mines and everything. Um, so I used that quite a bit, just to launch into the building where I couldn't didn't want to walk into right away. Um, mm-hmm. I guess uh, the Tripcaster, man. I yeah. did some work with that thing. Right. Um, because they're... You can with the tripcaster, you can insta kill Thunderjaws. Really? Spoiler, yeah. How does that work? Um, so yeah, with the tripcaster, if you just load it with damage, like if you get above, mm. like I want to say, if you get above like four hundred damage, this is super easier. With then you set up the explosives. If you do a pretty much a entire clip or wherever and wherever, and you make them walk through it, insta kill. Nice. So, so Tripcaster, and assuming for our listeners, if you're listening to this, you've played the game, uh, but Tripcaster puts down basically a rope that... Tripwires, yep. Tripwires trip that they trip over, and 
that was definitely, I found myself using that a lot as kind of just like my preemptive, like I'm going into combat. I know yeah. it's going to be right here. Lo- throw down everything. Yeah. That's why, so why I did that of... a lot with the corrupted zones and things like that. And that's how I found out because I just put them. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I wonder until I was playing with it. I was like, if I put it, like how many does it take to kill a right. thunder jaw? Um, For me, so I use them a ton with the storm birds. Like when it would land. It just like I would just coat the ground in them, and it would land and so walk land around. And and it's like, oh yeah, well you're not flying ever again. See ya. Oh, I don't know. I never risked them landing. I just took them out. Mm. <laughs> I so like with with the flying ones, definitely the uh, rope caster, which allows you allows you to tether your enemies down. Yeah, was the most useful one for like glinthawks because I hate the glinthawks are the worst. I, I never really used else, it, but the, the rope caster. Um, I used it quite a bit uh, for bigger enemies. Like I, like after you did the one, uh, the uh, training grounds, mm-hmm. had you use it? I started using it a lot more after that because I just found it so useful, especially against giant, the bigger enemies. So I've used it against the, on Thunder Jaws, which um, worked really well, especially the Cauldron one. Especially um, once you get the upgraded rope caster. Yeah, yeah, the so, the so heavy, actually, the heavy one. Um, so yeah, I definitely. Especially so, the close space when you fight the Thunder Draw for that one cauldron, mm-hmm. the, pretty much the last cauldron it should be. Um, I mean, you can do them in it, in it, any right. order after this the is first most one. Most likely the last but... one you'd do. Um, right. So, so against that Thunder Draw, it was super useful. Um, Red Maw sucked. Um, yeah, I had no trouble. I didn't think Red Maw was overly difficult. It didn't feel much harder than a normal Thunder Maw for me. Yeah, I wasn't at that level yet. Oh, okay. I was pretty I late game. Right at that level? Because it was like one of the first things I did when I got to Meridian. Mm. Um, was I went and ended up doing a Thunder Draw. Which wasn't too bad. Uh, it was just those the tail swipes. And I also didn't have a lot in terms of resources at the time. And I didn't want to leave. Mm-hmm. So I just kept redoing I was like, I could do this. That <laughs> happened to me with the with a Stormbird for one of the quests. I don't remember which one. But I definitely was fighting it on like half... Oh, I think I was just exploring. And I found one. And I was like, I'm going to kill my first Stormboard. I was like, Arr. Yeah, no. I avoided Didn't work. all the giant things until, like, I could just... Because, so, like, okay. So, that's one of my favorite things about this game, actually, is the leveling system. Um, because it wasn't an indicator of what you can do. Mm-hmm. Like, in the least. Um, outside of, like, your health, it doesn't play, like, unlocking skills... But it doesn't make things crazy easy. Like max max level, you can you can still easily die to a stormbird or yeah, uh, thunderjaw or even a even a even a watcher. Um. Yeah, one of the things that I liked about that system was while you do like like skill points are really the only stat that matters in the game because um, right. you just need well in terms of level up. Like health doesn't really matter. Like getting more health is more convenient, but right, it's the skill Pretty points much that leveling get up you... is just good for us that suck. Because we could be dumb longer, <laughs> um, but like, that's like yeah, that's what they did super well in this game was keeping it away from that. So mm-hmm. like it had the RPG element of a of a level based system without it changing right like gameplay as much like without it having the huge thing. So you couldn't so grinding didn't matter. Mm-hmm. I will say one of my favorite weapons was specifically the sharp shoot or sharp shot bow. Um, I don't know if you use that one much. Nope. 
took it's too a, long. like yeah it's like a slow wind up but once you get like the triple shot like one of the area um arrows is a tear blast and so our tear blast and so basically it would just knock off a ton of components yeah and so you could like one shot like the side of a thunder maw and just like the whole side would be gone yeah i i didn't like it like mm-hmm. especially for the tear blast uh, or terror blast, whatever it is, um, for that because I didn't feel like it was actually doing anything any more than my strategically placed ones. Mm-hmm. So I just fire one at a time, and mm-hmm. that's the only time I use that bow, mm-hmm. um, because the just shooting things like once, especially with the triple thing, like I I can still do more damage with right. my regular bow and hard points versus yeah hard points were definitely like the mvp of the game yeah like once you get those like the game becomes radically different because you're able to actually but, tear through enemies but it's also super quick to get those things is what mm-hmm. was crazy like if you're just because you hoard everything anyway right <laughs> basically it just ends it just ends up happening yeah I hoarded so much that I was constantly selling stuff. I'm like, do I need 500 uh, branches? Uh, no, we'll, we'll sell 100. <laughs> and then it's like, and then you would go to level up your bags, and it's like, you need 200 for four of these. I'm like, well, of course, I just dropped a ton. Yeah, and but... well, I mean, yeah. So there's that, and like, once you get your, you get you max out at 100, and you're just like, oh, mm-hmm. it stops there. <laughs> but I could carry so much more. I promise. Yeah, they're just branches. Uh, Gosh. I need to make all the arrows at any given second. <laughs> um, Let's see. How do you feel about the pickup weapons? Like the disc launcher, the cannon? They were OP. I definitely liked the disc launcher. That was really I the only one that I kept on being like excited to get to use. I don't know. The Ravager's cannon, too? Oh, that thing. Oh, you can just take out so much with that. Mm-hmm. Because it's not big shots. Like, you can just you just mow down things and it's like it's not like you just have to sit there on a th- target you just run across it and it's dead <laughs> so much damage yeah like i took like i took a rav i took out a th- thunder jaw faster with the ravager cannon than i did with a disc launcher mm. like it just does so much yeah in such a s- short amount of time um but uh the ones that drop from the humans the fire fire whatever, spitter fire spitters uh I, so I didn't like using the heavy weapons most of the time because movement is affected. Um, right. You try to do anything else. Like you can't roll. You can't. So sprint really. You can. Yeah. You can get the ability that allows you to move unencumbered almost, but still doesn't allow you to sprint and roll um, mm-hmm. or jump even. Uh, right. So I, I stayed away from them except for machines. Yeah. There. There. Yep. Let's see. Did you use stealth yeah, a lot? They were super good. Of course. I'm okay. not good at this game. <laughs> I'm going stealth because that's a gear. those are one-hit kills for the most part. Yeah, for uh, the most part. So yeah, I did a lot. Most of my stealth was hide in the bush like a mile away and shoot everything. Uh, <laughs> very much my Borderlands method, too. <laughs> just, <laughs> that's why you play a sniper. I just stay back and headshot. Boom, headshot. Like I definitely had a 75 percentile headshot rate in Horizon. Nice. Um, Maybe not that high, but it's it's definitely above fifty at the very least. Yeah, um, I played a so, ton of stealth, like, and I got the armor that boosts, like the the ultra rare armor that boosts stealth that I then maxed yeah. out with stealth mods. 
Yeah. And it that the game actually like kind of broke and became very unrealistic of like standing like literally next to enemies. Yeah. And like like almost like the the gag of like they turn and you turn with them and you stay behind them. Like that type of thing. Like I found myself doing that a lot and just being like, See, "Oh, I can just walk through this camp now as long as I'm crouched." I'm going to make it better reference. Um so I'm going to reference I think it's more like Kiriko in Kiriko's basketball um, where you just lose presence and even <laughs> when they're looking at you they're like I don't there's nothing there so you like intent like somehow get their attention and then they think they're your ghost because they still can't see you uh, or then or they know you and they're like how long have you been there I've been here the whole time um, how long have you been here oh the whole camp's dead weird oh how that happened uh, <laughs> but. um but yeah so i was always in stealth i i was a very patient player and usually when i die is when i gave up stealth or i forget to change out of something because mm. i did use the corrupted gear for going into the corrupted grounds um but yeah my stealth was like first one i bought first so first green i bought first and then yeah. i just went straight ahead like i saved up and got the shadow right away yeah, yeah. Um, real talk i never equipped any other armor until nice. the last fight. Like, I mean, like, I played, like, I used both sets of stealth, but that was literally the only armor I used the whole game. What'd you think of the uh, final armor? The Did you get it, right? Yes, I did. Well, yeah, because you had to get it for the platinum, and so I figured yeah. I might as well get it before the um, final, bite fight. final fight. And so the shield weaver, or shield, yeah, shield weaver is what it's called. Yeah. Um, it's crazy OP. Yeah. And so it basically You're, is like a shield that regenerates, and as long as the shield doesn't get destroyed, you can take infinite damage. Yeah, you're invulnerable. I mean, that, so. I'm pretty sure it's based on damage for how much it can take before it's depleted and has to recharge again. Mm-hmm. But it's, I mean, you're just running through things and whatever. <laughs> I was so happy I had that when I fought those the the uh, rock thing, rock breakers. Oh, rock, um, yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Let me see if I can. Because those, that was, okay. Machine-wise, that is the most difficult machine, in my opinion. Yeah, they were definitely the most annoying. Just because, like, they did so much damage, and I like to stand in one spot and play. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to not move. In terms of my play style, they were just the most difficult, because I couldn't, I couldn't use the trip caster as well, Mm -hmm. like, as effectively, so that became ridiculous. Um and then you're just waiting, and then they're up and down, up and down. Yeah, they are indeed. They, so they are rock breakers. Yeah, they do so much damage too. Um, but yeah, I, I that I, w- I just wish that armor got, came a little sooner, because mm-hmm. I'd just be bold and shoot things all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely feels like that is the easy button. Like, that's, like, the equivalent of, like, changing the difficulty to easy. And you're just like, I just want to be feel awesome about myself. Like, <laughs> is once you get that armor. It's just, like, nothing. Like, I remember, I only use it for the final fight. But truth be told, like, that stuff doesn't make me feel awesome. Like, mm-hmm. I think sneaking around, like, in the camp is mm. the best. Because, yeah, I just cleared this out, and they didn't even know I was here. I think that's more BA then. Yeah. That also might be one of my favorite things in uh, Skyrim is, or in... Elder Scrolls in general is sneaking. stealth, stealth, rogue, mm-hmm. thieves guild, dark brother. All about those thieves. Start guild. them right away. I've made my 
views on stealing known. Yeah. See whatever podcast that's from that we talk about. That. <laughs> um, I found the, the, for when you encounter them, I found the billowbacks crazy challenging. Like that was my first like le- legitimate death was to like a pack of billowbacks. Really? I, I guess so, but they, their weaknesses are so big. Right. But it was, there was so, three yeah. of them. And so it was like, I could get like, get good. One. No, I'm just... But that, that was the first, the first time cauldron I think... is a back. Yeah. That, 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 that I found the actual back like site before that cauldron. And so, and I was like, Oh, oh okay. I can fight this one. And then there ended up being three. And like for like level six or level eight, Aloy yeah, or whatever. That's definitely too much. Like, you also just don't have the gear to take him out yet. Right. I, don't I didn't have hard points yet. And so like, I'm trying to break their, the, I mean, cause obviously you're you have no care giant, damage on them. Yeah. yeah it's just to obviously aim for the giant thing on their back or their neck. like, or their neck. Yeah. I, I always right. went for the neck first because it's the easiest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, uh, I didn't, so yeah, I've had problems with them. Mostly like just in turn. Uh, then again, I had trouble with like all the bigger ones for a while. Snap balls, those were obnoxious. Um. See, like, and I never had trouble with snap balls. Like, I just, like, I guess it's just different play styles or different. Yeah, approaching the situations from different ways or whatever. I think but. it depend on where I ran into him. If I knew I was like most, like it, biggest problem I had is like when I'd surprise, like come up on them and not realizing in their camp, I was like, damn it. Mm-hmm. And so I'd have problems there if I was just ill prepared because of my play style. Um, but nothing else really. It's just the flying things. Just damn glint hawks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, glint hawks were definitely like the. Uh, they're around this vantage point, or yeah, vantage point again. It's like yep. really, you're gonna make me clear these out so I can watch the vantage. Like, <laughs> but then again, so like overriding, I thought was the most op thing. Yeah, like they definitely got better as soon as you overrid them. They were stronger than their counterparts. Yes, <laughs> I thought that was ridiculous. So like, you you could take a watcher into a pack of ravagers, and the watcher's gonna win because it's yours for some reason. Right. <laughs> what is going so, on? Especially once so. you get to the point, it's for one of the hunting grounds where you like, there's the thunder maw, and you have to kill it with the ravagers. And then yeah. the vice versa, you have to kill the ravagers with the thunder maw. You definitely and it just that, yeah, and it's like. I should have been doing this a whole lot more. Oh, I was doing it the entire game. As soon as I like cauldrons was one of the first things I did just because I'm like, you're telling me I could take them over. Right. I I always had fun. Like just one V one, especially thunder moss. Like it was kind of like just that challenge of like, I can one V one this. Well, yeah, but you're always usually against the thunder moss alone. There's nothing else around you. Right. So I usually like, yeah, thunder, but that's usually what I do. Uh, depending, but, I also Everything wanted else, that sweet, sweet experience. Took something else. <laughs> experience is so easy to get. It is. Um, I mean, I'm probably like level like 65 in the game, but like. Yeah, well, I mean, like after you like you get your first levels, like when I was playing, it, it was like, okay, is it actually possible to get all of this, or do I have to mm-hmm. actually strategize here? Yeah, and then. I looked at the trophies and realized, nope, it's obviously possible. It's a trophy. Yeah. So I didn't even. And so, yeah, for the record, max level is 50. 
just yeah. for people listening that are really confused to why I said I'm probably old now. I meant I probably have enough experience to be in like the 60s level wise. Yeah, that's but, yeah. but I mean, like it's I'm also saying for now because we don't know what the what? DLC is going to have in play for this, which is excited. Well, that might be another have to be another spoiler cast. Um Right. So <laughs> in the uh but like yeah, we just mentioned the the skill tree. Um there's three 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 categories right yeah yeah prowler brave and forger Forger? right okay so prowler uh obviously dealing with your stealth stealth abilities um Mm -hmm. definitely where i started yeah (laughs) i went for the um in the forger category going for scavenger so you get those extra resources from down machines yeah i didn't wasn't sure like exactly how much more I was going to get. So I didn't prioritize mm-hmm. that um, as much. Yeah. It was one of those, like one of those things that like, cause whenever you look at a skill tree, there's always things that are like, well, this is only useful if I get it first. Like, and so it was definitely one of those that like looking at it, I was like, okay, this is probably one of those traits that if I don't get it now, it's going to not be necessary. Right. And it kind of sets you off. Like, I thought Tinker, which is the one that lets you take coils out of your weapons and outfits. Oh, yeah. And reuse them. I was like, okay, I'm going to need that. So I might as well start on that that track to get to it. I got Not, you. Which I saw that, but I was like, how, like, then I was getting, like, at the time, I was getting a ton of coils. Yeah. So I didn't see its necessity because I wasn't killing anything big enough yet to get the rare right. coils that I would want to reuse. Right. And so, like, and for me, like, I primarily, I mean, like, as I mentioned earlier, I, I pretty much only ever use the stealth outfit, which I only ever use with max stealth. But using, I switched, I switched around my weapons quite a bit just to kind of try everything and see what was about. And so I was constantly moving my stuff around those. And so yeah, I was like, I didn't yeah, this even is nice. Think about that until like later on, until I got that, and I was like, oh, I could actually, I should probably go mm. through and actually outfit my weapons and everything for whatever i need because outside of like the bow for the most part bow mm-hmm. and tripcaster um i didn't really pay attention to their coils yeah as often like it'd be like oh well this isn't as effective as it should be then i'd put a coil in for yeah. whatever i was having trouble with but yeah and that was kind of how i did i mean obviously you can micromanage a whole lot more and be like okay the enemies here are weak to fire i need to go max out my fire coils on all of my weapons that have that mm-hmm. but I found myself kind of just sticking with almost like a more generic loadout for all of them and kind of trying to help all of the weapons there, except for the main bow, which I just kind of said, if I want to use fire, I'm going to not use arrows. And so <laughs> I'm going to use either the, the, the blast sling or the um, trip caster for fire. So. See, if I really need fire, like I didn't really sell my weapons either because I didn't. See oh, I, yeah, I didn't either. As often, so I just use the lesser bow, just go straight fire damage, and then mm. I just equip that if I need it to. Um, it wasn't as much fire damage, obviously, if I had could put three but coils in there, but it's like it's a secondary weapon, doesn't matter. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, and then Prowler of the South. So then, what'd we say? Uh, Brave. Brave is like all your just so your critical strikes, your heavy hand your heavy melee your light mm-hmm. melee like their ability what kind of damages are going to do and um what other effects are going to have um for the most part yeah. also 
brave is where you get your double and triple knocking, right? Right. Yes, double shot, triple shot. Is on brave. So, um, I loved that tree, a- the brave tree. Like, I mean, just concentration, concentration plus, yep. the critical hits, the double, triple shot. I never okay. really used, like, the spear tree of it. but I like, hated concentration. Oh, really? Because you had to, for you to, like, so if you click in, clicked in, clicked out, you still had to wait for it to complete. You had to wait a few seconds before it to recharge before you could enter again. Yeah, that was annoying. But, so even if you had stuff left, you couldn't restart until it was full. So you could only start concentration from a full standpoint. Right. That was definitely, definitely a pain. Especially if, like, there were definitely times where I accidentally clicked out of it. I was like, ah. yeah. You're like, well, that's not a headshot anymore. Yeah. That's how I missed most of my headshots, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that 25% you missed. Yep. Um, but, yeah, that's, like, that's probably the only thing I could think of right now that, like, I found inconvenient and obnoxious. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm trying to look through these skills and see if there's anything else. Oh, obviously, like Silent Strike, of course, is like one of the most needed skills in the game. Yeah, like that's the stealth melee ability, and so like if you yeah, don't yeah. have that, like, well, then you that's definitely from the bushes, <laughs> right? It's just so so needed. Um, I thought Hunter's reflexes was going to be a lot more necessary than it was, which is kind of like concentration for when you jump or slide. Oh yeah, but I never really used it. So yeah. I was like, oh, well. It's necessary if you want to take awesome pictures. Right. That's about it. Right. <laughs> Which it also is a really cool aspect of the game was yeah. the picture mode. Like, they yeah. they knew this game was so pretty. People want to take screenshots, and they gave you every amalgam of control yeah. to take said picture. Like, you can control the day and time for, like, so you could actually adjust the lighting. You could control whether or not Aloy was visible or not. <laughs> and all these other things. It was super cool. Um, you control aperture or fake aperture. Sure. Which controls depth of field. Okay. <laughs> Thank um, you. <laughs> they had, they even had filters for you. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I found myself not really messing around with the settings in photo mode very much. Well, I was kind of just all the time and then decided there's too many good pictures in that, that I wasn't going to. So I just never took pictures, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. It's that too many options thing for me. I was like, well, yeah, <laughs> but I took a few here and there just, just because. And yeah. I really enjoyed, I said, I enjoyed the pictures I got with it. It was just never stuff that like, I was like, oh, okay. I'm not going to go and mess with, it. I never went through those settings. I was always just like, okay, I just need to do this, pause it to get to the photo yeah, and be good to go. But I did. That's kind of your life then, versus my life. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I, I we're the photographer like to, of the two of us. Like, Ooh, but this could be so much better. Is this how people are getting such really good pictures? Like out of this? And mm-hmm. it is. Like, that's exactly how they were doing it. Um, what other things were super cool about this game? I, I really liked um, the override system, though, and like how you can get them. And then, mm-hmm. uh, because I just wanted to seek them out from the very gig beginning so that made yeah. me just want to do the tall necks right away get right those so i can see all the cauldrons get the cauldrons and just start overriding stuff yeah the my big wish with the override system would have been if the robots would have actually played stealth 
Like if you were stealth, they would actually right. wait for you. Because if you override them, they just go into combat, which Easily. typically doesn't matter because it doesn't reveal you. Right. But it was just kind of like, well, I mean, this would have been nice if like if I could have like gathered a pack of watchers and had them follow me to a bandit camp. Yeah, it sounds too convenient though. Right. Sense. Like you're just making them not attack you is what you're overriding do. They're like their nature still exists, so they see enemies mm. and they're gonna attack. Like which is why also, uh, like for your the ones you can ride, like the other they run away as soon as mm-hmm. they see another creature first, instead of attacking right away. Um, mm-hmm. So I mean it made sense to me because like the under, my at least for my understanding of what overriding was supposed to right. be. Right. And I, and I definitely get that. I just think it could have led to some. Some cool stuff. Even if, like, you couldn't, like... If it was specifically designed so that, like, you couldn't overtake a facility with watchers or something like that. Just, yeah. like, that cool of, like... Even if, like... I don't even remember if you can... I mean, you can... Because of the override recharge, you can get more than one overridden. It just takes a while. And so it's obviously something you'd have to set yeah. up. But, like, it'd be so cool to just, like, go and swarm a bandit camp with a ton of watchers or something else and but yeah but the within the game's context it makes sense that you can't but right because you're not you're not taking control of them necessarily mm-hmm. like you were taming them essentially they're still machine animals at their nature right um but also those are a few skills that we should mention also from uh it is on the tinker tree or forager tree um the override time mm-hmm. um so at first, your overrides eventually run out. Um, so there's a few ways to reverse override. So um, if you don't have the unlimited time, which is the second... Ab- yeah, combat override plus. Ever. Yeah. Um, then uh, time-wise, or you do damage to a friendly creature. We'll turn it hostile as well. Hmm. Or uh, apparently, apparently, uh, if you override a sawtooth in a ravager camp... The ravagers will override the sawtooth again. Really? Like, yeah, it'll reverse their that override apparently. Um, Interesting. According to Tungsten Phoenix, um, I don't know if I believe him. He said he tested it. I, 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 I believe him. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was a like I found that interesting. I never, I don't know that for a fact, but um, there's a, cool things like that, like mm-hmm. random things. That, in the game because that's pretty much what a ravager is just a sawtooth with cannons yeah i mean it's like it's basically like a big sawtooth right am i remembering what sawtooth is right i feel like they're about the same size like yeah they're the tiger the first cat like one that's all melee oh right right the ravager is like the upgraded version yeah it has a cannon right because no i think the yeah you're right it doesn't have cannons and so, and that's one of the things that was kind of cool. It definitely tripped me up the first time I saw, but like that the machines, there is an upgraded version of a lot of them. Like not all of them, but a, a good chunk. Yeah. And so you get like your, even like your watchers versus your red eye watchers. Yeah. They all got an so. upgrade, which was great because like you needed to keep some of the difficulty because. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Watchers, especially they're so weak. They suck. Right. They're obnoxious. They are. It's nice to just <laughs> one hit them, though. I know. Just hit them right in the face. And so, right it's like, oh, you face. see me? Dead. It's like you thought you saw me. But, 
Yeah, it's a pretty good target. And they always look towards you, which is great. It's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> making noise. Um, yeah. Trying to think. I found that maybe it might have just been where I was at, like, skill-wise. But the Thunder Maws were definitely easier than I thought they were going to be. If you were fighting them, like, perfectly one-on-one. Um, it was by no means an easy fight, but it was a, well, play smart, play, like, I definitely found the, yeah. the storm birds to be the hardest 1v1 enemy. And then, like, the rock breakers, like you said earlier, were kind of just annoying. Like, I felt cheap. I felt like the rock, well, rock breaker wasn't so bad one-on-one, but. Yeah, it felt, gi- the rock hard. breaker felt gimmicky. Like, it's like, okay, well, it's going to go underground. It's like, okay. Like, yeah, uh, I guess it was just long, um, but yeah, yeah. If you're smart, yeah, that's pretty much what I figured out right away with the trip casters. If you're smart with the mm-hmm. thunder jaw, then you're good. Yeah, just knock off those weapons first thing. But and... I mean, at the same time, like if you aren't paying attention or whatever, or whatever, like they are one hit kills a lot of the time. Like anything yeah. that hits you, um, takes you down where you need to heal right away um the tail is an instant kill um <laughs> get hit with that and essentially everything else i did like speaking of healing i did like the system of like you have your medicine pouch which is like a slow healing and then yeah. you have potions for a quick healing yeah and that you can cool. basically be juggling both of those and so it was a cool system that encouraged you i found like i never really rode on any of the machines i pretty much was always walking because I was either yeah, because I was always constantly scavenging things like right, like every time they come up and pick something up, I have to get off and then get back on and exactly. And so I found yeah, like, I, I think really... I only rode when the story made me, which was like one or two spots. Like... Yeah, I think there's two. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I rode occasionally if I already knew the area, except for if mm-hmm. I reached a certain campground, I'd do that, I guess. But yeah, um. Yeah, I never, I never rode either, um, but I guess so. Like that, that should be enough in terms of what playing the game is like. Mm-hmm. Um, let's jump into where spoilers actually matter. Let's jump into the story here. Um, so the game starts off. Uh, you are playing the le- main character Aloy, who is an outcast of the Nora tribe. Nora yeah, tribe. She's... When we meet her, she's pretty young. I mean, probably yeah. like six or seven would be my guess mm-hmm. um she was found without a mother given to this guy named rost to take care of who was also an outcast and so basically the your initial story point is her trying to earn her way back into the nora tribe right just for convenience sake not right it's just a, necessarily because she's pretty yeah. much over that idea uh but Rost is also a big fan of the Nora tradition, so he's also been encouraging her mm-hmm. to get to do it to get back in because it's a great place to be. Yeah, you really drink that Kool Aid. Um, yeah. Did, speaking of Rost, did we ever find out why he was kicked out? If you asked, yes. Okay. Um. So yes, there is a point where you find out that uh, during the um. Red Raids, uh, they got attacked and uh, 
several people were kid i guess a group of bandits uh kidnapped his wife and several other his wife and kid and several others um and uh like they couldn't move on them because they just started killing people if mm-hmm. if people started approaching essentially um so then he took on a death seeker position essentially to seek revenge and vengeance and they weren't expecting him to return because that it you're usually not supposed to return from this mm-hmm. secret position, I guess, because you know, there's no place for you at pretty much anymore. Um, but ultimately he survived and showed up back and that was an agreement they came to because they didn't know what to do. Hmm. Yes. Quick. I guess I'd miss that. I missed Cost, that quick. conversation or that whoever I needed to talk to about that, man, missing out, man. But yeah, uh, so yeah, Ross is a super, he also, he, so as a result, so then they came to him again when they found Aloy, not knowing what to do with her. Um, as we find out, it's because she was actually found in the mountain um, mm-hmm. behind a closed door. And so they found her crying. Um, obviously no mother or anything. Um, so there's two theories that arrive from these uh, more tribal people um either she came from the all mother itself which is the god in the mountain that they worship mm-hmm. or it came from the metal devil which is the machines that destroyed everything once upon a time right <laughs> so um... they don't know what to do with her so they asked rost to take her and he trains her and they live together and yeah mm-hmm. yeah he teaches her to hunt she finds the thing called the focus which is the most overpowered piece of equipment ever in a game. <laughs> like, Luckily, uh, they, like, they, they, they did balance that idea, though. Like, yes, it is overpowered in a sense, but it's not like you can have it on all the time. Right. It is you, you slow walk. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's like there was one scene where Aloy was like, I'm a really good tracker. I'm like, no, you're not. You just have a focus. Like... You don't have, no, you haven't like us as the player needs to focus. This isn't a first person shooter. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alien might be a very good tracker, actually. But, but like, the, there, there's never works. a there's never a point in the story where she tracks something without the focus. But at the same time, the focus doesn't always like, like, at least in our experiences, it's not consistent because it doesn't tr- constantly track people's tracks. It's right. Only when like it's pertinent to whatever quest you're doing that it does. Yeah. So but. we don't know how good of an actual tracker she is. <laughs> um, to her to her benefit, just right. But yeah, so she ultimately finds a focus, whatever, and then like right after that, we end up thrown into like adult her and her whatever. So then I think she's nineteen. Yeah, we jump forward. So essentially, when she's a kid, is your tutorial kind of your beginning tutorial. Um. And then, so now she's old enough. She's getting ready to take place in the trials to become a Nora Brave, um, yep. which is just their warrior class. Also, it's it's right that even the outsiders get to participate. Apparently, mm-hmm. um, I don't understand a lot of the Nora traditions. Yeah, basically, um, it was that's I think it's called the proving. It's a way that if yeah. you complete the proving, you can become a Nora. Well, you basically be recognized as a Nora adult. I think is what it was. No, and you're, then, you're actually part of the defense group, like the soldiers oh, okay. or whatever. Yeah, those are the newer Braves that are led up. So it's you're, it's really that you enter the ar- their army, but mm-hmm. that's the ideal goal of their society too. Yeah, 
And so if you, and then if you win the proving, you basically can get whatever you want. You get one request that basically has to be granted to you. And yeah. so her goal is to win it so that a, she can become part of the Nora, but then that she can find out about her parents. She can find out where she came from, which in traditional video game fashion doesn't remotely work out. Wait, what? No. <laughs> Surprise. I mean, sometimes like, it does. Sometimes it does. You just find out they're dead usually. <laughs> right. Um, not, not existent. Uh, um, so yeah, so she, and she takes part of the proving, um, ultimately destroys everyone because she's the best. Um, or she's I'm the best and I control her, uh, whichever. Um, <laughs> uh, but so she takes part, wins essentially just as the Nora are being attacked by the Shadow Karja. Yes. Um, this ultimately results also a lot of the Nora lose their warriors. Um, most of your finishing class uh, die as well. Um, some survive, and so does Rost. Rost ultimately saves your life by throwing you off a cliff. Mm-hmm. And then dies. And then dies. Yep. Uh, so so this is a great start to a game, and my I think one of my favorite things is that as you play through, um, like, Nora, uh, Aloy is so well written that like her reactions are very reasonable like it's like yeah obviously i'm not gonna be worried about the big news here the big or i'm gonna focus on the things that's pertinent to my current life right um i gotta say ashley birch is the voice actress that played aloy and she did a fantastic job um so they do that so now she's essentially now she finds out it kind of like how she came to be in ross care kind of a little bit um, mm-hmm. But she then uh, is made a seeker to go out and fulfill whatever cause she has, right. whatever her mission. And her be. initial thing is to figure out why the proving was attacked. And basically, there's a guy who his uh, his fo- he also has a focus. I think his name's Olin. Olin, yeah. And his focus recognizes her and broadcasts her image, which ends up being why the proving was attacked was to get her right and so you're seeking out why that's the case yeah so it recognizes her uh and it's because so there we'll find out later there's an entity called hades um which is a part of a bigger system uh which we'll talk about more later yeah exactly um but it's this other entity that recognizes her because of her ultimate background um Mm -hmm. and wants to destroy her yes um so that happens. We so now we finally enter the open world at this point. Um, yeah. this, that's more or less the end be, of the tutorial. Yeah, at this point. Um, so now we pretty much enter. Yeah, we like I said, we enter the open world, and probably don't touch the story for a while. Yeah, there's a lot to do even in just the starting area. Yep. Um, so you go through and start exploring. You're doing quests. Blah blah blah. But okay, ultimately, so the story will succeed, like continue. Uh, you will enter more things like cauldrons. You're gonna get more information, um, and then you will. Uh, so all the like you're entering ruins, essentially, mm-hmm. is one of the biggest things, um, and learning more about this the metal world, as they call it, which is yeah, the world pre-fall. pre fall. Yeah, pre fall. Um, 
you'll get to Meridian, um, find out why Olin was helping. Like, so that's technically a side quest. You don't have to do it. Right. Um, do you want to stick the main story for now? Let's take us. Let's, let's go through the main story and talk about that. Then we'll talk about like okay. the spinoffs and stuff like that. So you get to the big city Meridian. This is where you're going to do a lot of your trading. Um, meet Aaron and stuff. And this is also where you're learning more about Shadow Karja and what they were doing. Um, mm-hmm. And the Shadow Karja end up basically being, or in the Meridian, they worship the sun and they have the sun king. And the current sun king killed his father, who was basically the mad king. And was Typical. kidnapping basically everyone to throw into a arena to sacrifice to the sun um, turns out people didn't like him, but um, the Shadow Karja end up being a lot of his followers, as we eventually find, um, basically tricked by Hades. Yeah. And so that's kind of what they're up to. But their yeah, goal they're, is they're to. Just, their goal is essentially to revive weaponry um, from mm-hmm. the old times and use it. Um, which Hades goal is to have them revive all these weapons to ca- restart the extinction process. Yeah, to redo the um, Pharaoh Plague. Yeah. And, so, um, and basically, again, remove all life from the planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, this is what we discover there. Um, in Ailey, ult- Aloy ultimately... So, she'll continue down this path. She'll be entering... All these more ruins, getting more information, and it turns out there's she has a little guardian looking over her named um, Silence. Silence, yes, um, who has had a focus. He's been seeking knowledge, um, so he ha- ends up saving her out of a couple situations, but also will send her back into dangerous situations as she seeks her answers about mm-hmm. who ju- just who is Elizabeth. Um, Elizabeth. Yeah, Elizabeth. Pretty sure there's no, there's not an H on the end. Yeah, Elizabeth. Um. So, yeah, so she seeks, she learn, is learning more about this pre-extinction woman, this pre-extinction doctor, um, and exactly what had just caused the uh, the machine mm-hmm. apocalypse which is a result of um, the development of uh, machine weaponry mm-hmm. that is then that is overly powerful. It has the ability to run on bio, like produce yeah, biomass, biomass, consume biomass for fuel. It's self-replicating. It does all these things. Yeah. And then yeah, basically all the things science, Just, like science, science fiction has taught us are awful ideas. It's like, oh, let's try those. There's no way it could go wrong. And yeah, of course, so it has. So then, ultimately, wrong. there's a glitch, such a hack or something, that take away control of said machines, and they mm-hmm. begin operating autonomously. This is where the problem runs in. Well, ultimately, so then there's this huge war, while uh, Doctor, what's her last name? Sobek. Sobek. Doctor Sobek. Huh? Yeah. Sobek. Sobek. So back. So back. Right. So back. Sure. <laughs> um, so she ultimately uh, devises a plan 
to essentially continue because it's going to take so long for them to hack the code mm-hmm. on these robots now because of the yeah. encryption process and everything, which is, makes sense. All which is called that. Project Zero Dawn. And so Project when it's Zero Dawn. The, two of the three words that are the title of the game, it's yep. probably a big deal. Yeah, so we find out about this project a little bit, kind of, well, we know it exists. So it's like, okay, right. so we're obviously still around because of this project. What exactly happened? Well, it turns out this project was not to maintain life. Right. But to restart life. So it consisted of... Thir- 13 a, modules? I don't know. A ton of parts. All the modules. Um, um, let me see. And so it's the basically the and the population, one thing that we skipped was the population is tricked. Um, and they're basically told Project Zero Dawn exists and that it's a super weapon that will help them defeat all the robots. Right. Um, which is a total lie. Um, but the reason that it, they are told that is because they need the civilian population to be willing to fight the robots so that project Zero Dawn can be finished. As much time as possible is the right. goal here. Um, so they put designed this massive system called Gaia and it's composed of all these components. One of which is Hades, a mm-hmm. program that's designed that if things aren't going well to reboot and start the extinction process for the system to restart. Right. And so we'll, we'll talk more about that a little bit, but some of the other projects are there's Aether, who was supposed to detoxify the atmosphere, Apollo, which was education, which ends up getting destroyed. Yep. There's um, Artemis, which is um, basically animal life. Um, Demeter, which is... Um, seeds and stuff like that, et cetera, et cetera. And there's this big list of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine subordinate functions um, within Gaia. That They're basically each tasked with doing whatever it takes to bring the Earth back to be habitable for people. And so one thing that we find out um, is that basically their strategy is to beat robots with robots. And they give Gaia control over the cauldrons. And so, or Gaia is built to have control over the so, cauldrons. Yeah, so essentially, yeah, one of the things is creating or designing robots to fulfill mm-hmm. animal functions. Um, so, like, you get that's why we have the grazers who are there to graze on the field, like, and spread seed essentially, mm-hmm. and do all these things. And so, like, all these, uh, so essentially, rock breakers are terraformers. That's what they're there for. They're designed to mm-hmm. to relandscape things. Um, the snap jaws are there to clear the water and stuff like yeah. that and make water yeah. habitable or drinkable. So that's where all these ones, except for the ones that the shadow cars <coughs> have been reviving, which are old Pharaoh robots, which are, so the, uh, Deathbringer, big giant Deathbringer thing. And, and the, the corruptors uh, corruptors. And, and then the metal devils, but we never fight one of those. Right. Thankfully yet. Till the DLC probably. Yeah. Um, so there, so, so Gaia actually ultimately created these things. Uh, it turns out that they're because due to some other corruption or uh, last minute corruption in the files, Apollo ended up getting dropped. Oh no, 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 no. Apollo is destroyed by Ted Pharaoh. Right. Because he fears that the new, the new human race will basically make the same mistakes he made. Right. 
And so, so he's fears he, he decides it's better to restart than to end up yeah, in their pay the full place. innocent start apparently is so much better. And so this allow so where the Paul destroyed, humans restart life, um come out, but they no longer have access to the knowledge that was saved for them. Mm-hmm. Essentially which is why we are currently in a more more tribal yeah prime yeah more yeah more tribal community based system um mm-hmm. and so uh so they do this and then ultimately uh Hades ends up rebooting somehow um something causes it to reboot um even at so so something happened uh gaia ultimately purges hades yeah because it's she basically gaia basically does like a self-destruct on a reactor and attempts to destroy hades hades gets away and she just kind of is like well oops so and we find out that this is what leads to aloy being created exactly so ultimately gaia decides that um her best chance of getting like someone who can put the pieces back together is to make a clone of dr sobek which ends up being the right call turns yeah, out kind of kind of that yeah because aloy receives all of her like uh natural uh like curiosity and yeah and lots of just a lot of things so she can she quickly grasps information and ultimately thank god it was uh not something you actually had to be talented in because you weren't writing anything you just had to go punch stuff basically move basically at the fetch quest move data (laughs) yeah you're pretty much finding flash drives and transporting them (laughs) but but what i mean i said permissions earlier one of the big reasons oh yeah that that for aloy is because since she is genetically like 98 percent sobek yeah, she can just walk into all of these facilities cause because Sobek they are was in charge DNA of all of these facilities, based, yeah. and so that ends up being, I mean, probably Gaia's main thought process, but <laughs> that ends up ba- basically being what allows Aloy to go into areas that no other person has been, has been had able to enter to. in like a thousand years. So yeah, roughly. so all this happens, and then. Um, you end up getting caught by the Shadow Karja slash yeah. uh, what's his face the Helis, Helis, um, and then so forcing Silence to reveal himself in person. Well, yeah. Well, we actually mm-hmm. this is all before we know most of what we just mentioned, but right. Uh, break in, uh, saving you. Uh, you get away. Now you finally met Silence. You go and do all this, cover all this information about Gaia. Mm-hmm. Um. After you get captured, uh, Helis launches another attack on the Nora. Mm-hmm. Um, you race back. You save them because why not? Because you're Aloy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you get some more answers. This is this. I'm pretty sure this is where you actually kind of learn about Ross, a little more about Ross and everything. Um, then, yeah, you do you're one able to last... enter Mother's Heart, which is the thing that you weren't able to do at the beginning mm-hmm. because you had, yeah, because you're working on, you had to fix the corrupt registry. Right, the files. Um, and so, so you do all this, you go through, you find out 
more. Helis once again attacks you. Uh, Hades like retrieves more power. What does what happens? Um, you uh, somewhere along the way you find out that Silence actually started the eclipse. Right. Um, he did, and he ends up finding a broken focus that he repairs, which leads him to Hades, and that is basically how the two of them collectively start the eclipse. Um, which is a part of the set shadow Karja. Yeah. So right. in silence attempt to seek knowledge or seek the right. information, um, in that pursuit of knowledge. Uh, so all this, yeah, all that happens leading to the final showdown, um, of the shadow Karja launching a full assault on Meridian and the, the spire, the spire. Yeah. Which is to, basically a giant radio tower that Gaia built. Yep. Because once she, yeah, once she cracked, because like like we said earlier, there's these robots with this crazy intense code that yeah. so they could be overridden. It was just life was going to be destroyed before that. So one of the subordinate functions of Gaia was tasked with the decades long task of breaking that code and then disabling all of the the robots, the right. the, the Pharaoh. So uh, if Hades robots. gets access to these spires. Or aspire, it has These, the ability yeah. to relaunch and reboot all of the old fair robots as well as corrupt robots. Pretty yeah, much all of right. the new um, Gaia robots. Right. Um, so now, you, yeah, the final battle essentially results in them bringing. So the Shadow Cards are trying to attempt to bring Hades to said spire, ultimately succeeding before Aloy steps in and kicks butt. Yeah. Destroys a Deathbringer, destroys and air quotes destroys Hades. More than a Deathbringer. Is it like a it's super like, Deathbringer? It's like several Deathbringers. Like oh well, yeah, yeah. Sorry. In the final fight, you one v one a Deathbringer. Oh yeah, that's that's yeah, what. I, that's well, it's not even one v one. You get allies, but yeah, you fight so, a super Deathbringer. Ultimately, so yeah, leading into this final battle, like <laughs> if you do like all the side quests, like and get, you, essentially when you do the side a lot of the side quests, you are. If you do them right, you those people are now recruited and they will fight yeah. with you at the end. Yeah. Well, if you Perfect. complete them, like I don't yeah. think that's it's, it's not like a missable of like. No, you're right. You have Which to treat this that's, person that's, a certain way. That's something I was gonna mention. Um, with uh, what's his name? The guy that the bandit dude that's killing all the bandits with you. Oh yeah, he is not required. No, he is not. But I was surprised he was not at the end because I let him live. He is there eventually. Is he? Yeah. I guess I didn't talk see him so in mine. Yeah, you, he was kind of a pain to find. He he wasn't like located around the rest, and I cannot find his name on the list of characters. But yeah, so, um, oh well, not important. But so yeah, all that happens, um, and that's the end of the game for the most part. So after credits, though, there is a cutscene where we see, uh, Hades relight up. Or there, so Nora Braves are poking at it or whatever. It relights yes, up, some and kind of we see we see Hades launch from its capsule. We had assumed data form or something. I don't know. Yeah, and um, whatever Hades is doing stuff in, and flies off, and ultimately is captured by Silens in a contraption that he had made. Yeah, conveniently ready to go for this exact situation. Yes. So Silens is interesting. So we're so. And so, and Silent basically gives the, I can't let you die yet. 
I need more answers. Right. And so, which also like it, what it's not, if you got to this point and you were surprised, yeah, I wouldn't have been like, even like what you're talking to him, he says, he says, I wouldn't have done anything differently. And like all these things, you're just like, he's, he's essentially a Solomon. He's very much a Solomon character. Like, yeah, to use the magic, the magic color pie, he's very blue black that he cares. He, all he's about is knowledge, but it's all selfish. It's only for his own benefit that he wants all of this knowledge. Yeah. And so, um, and he's, I mean, it's, it's one of those, it's an obvious betrayal. Like it was one of those, I was surprised prior to the credits that he hadn't betrayed me. Like I, I, at the same time, I don't consider it a betrayal. Like I think he's being very true to his colors and like everything he said he probably would do. I, I true. I guess. I mean, yeah, I was going to be even more backstabby, I guess is what I was saying. Oh, okay. Yeah, I and just so. didn't, yeah, I didn't perceive it as a backstab. It's just silence being silence. Like, if you didn't, it's like, I'm not surprised by mm-hmm. it, like I said. Um, so, yeah, that is that is the main storyline. You also have, so, as you play through, you have the opportunity to help people like Olin, who, who kind of betrays you at the beginning, and you find out, so you go to seek his help his family. Um, yeah. You could help a little township. Uh, you help. Aaron. There's about some prisoners that escaped that you have to go and take out. and Yeah, so there's all sorts of little side quests. Like, the reason why I've mentioned Olin, though, because he's a... More, he's That side quest is a lot closer to the main storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have so many opportunities. Like, you, you do actually get a side of certain people to live or die at times. Um, because I'm pretty yeah. sure you had the opportunity to kill Olin. Yes, I think you're correct. Yeah, so at least the option is presented. Yeah, I don't know I, if you go through with that it. because that's not who I am, <laughs> right? So you can help his family. You could also help Aaron, who. So you also end up with like a lot of these weird love interests kind of things that you can't do anything about. Right. I thought that was kind of funny. They're they're just in there. Like maybe eventually they like maybe they were gonna add it or like like some of a lot of the other rpgs do <laughs> so yeah, yeah or it's horizon aaron. zero dawn two fodder yeah so you have aaron you have the the sun king even hits on you yeah. a little bit um a lot bit um, yeah yeah he comes on pretty strong <laughs> um oh there's, there's the assassin there's... guy too that we can't remember his name mm-hmm. it's like a really short name too uh yeah nil nil no yeah okay so yeah you got nil um who's a very so uh i like him because he does fill in some lore from so he's an old warrior from the mad king this the old former sun king's army um he finds that like after the war essentially ends he has no place um so he finds a way to fill his desire to kill by essentially taking out bandits He's basically a bloodthirsty, like, psychopath. Yeah. But he's at least, like, not honorable yeah. enough to not kill innocents. It's like, no one cares about the, the bandits. We actually want them gone, right? So, so, yeah, you end up teaming up with him a lot. You're kind of disgusted by him, but... <laughs> because yeah, He's he, kind he of the, sure. what Aloy, like, potentially could become. He's essentially a and Dexter character, for those yeah. who have seen that show. Like, and I definitely felt like, whenever... 
Aloy confronted him. It's the, I have to make sure I don't be this guy. Like, that's kind of how at least I felt it was. But did you kill him? I think you said you didn't. No, oh, no, no. I was so. like, you're going to help me do other stuff, dude. Yeah, I thought uh, about trying to fight him, but it would have been too like fast. when that option came up, too I definitely like that was one of the first times, maybe one of the only times besides the power cells that I used a guide um, because I was like, OK, do I have to have him for the final mission? Because like oh. that was because like if I did, I obviously wasn't going to kill him. And then I was like, well, I kind of still want him alive because he's kind he's of cool. awesome. Yeah, he so, does quite a bit of work, actually. Um, yeah. He's kind of um, a big deal. Yeah. So so there's lots of cool little side quests. And, like, ultimate. I didn't even do all of them, truth be told, because I didn't mm-hmm. do the, like, the quarry one. Because it's like, I don't want to kill another rock breaker like that. Yeah. That um, was my first rock breaker. So. Oh, that one was? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's just like, uh, it's not necessary. We'll move on. Um, yeah. But I did most of the other ones, uh, looking at looking for all men. On top of that, for the platinum, you have to find all the collectibles, which ultimately mm-hmm. give you better odds for getting your 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 coils and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you get the, the metal flowers, the statues, the Banuk statues, the Banuk statues, um, and the receptacles. The mugs. yeah, and then the vantages, and then the vantages on top of yeah. Which were kind of cool, like they they were little glimpses into our time or I don't know, the metal world, near um, future for the most part. Yeah, at least yeah. So it was cool. Uh, you actually find out a lot about uh, where the location base, which is mostly here in the Rocky Mountains. Yes. Yeah, so yeah it's like in. Colorado, Utah. Yep. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just. <laughs> uh, so. So that's where you are pretty much running around the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure. Like I think that you'd think they'd probably plan on expanding that for the DLC. Like yeah. for what States you're in, um, in terms of, yeah, I don't know. What else? Um, so there's those parts we've got. Um, yeah. And I really liked, the setting and I liked the first time that one of the vantages is like I think it's the Air Force Academy in Colorado. And like the first time oh, that yeah. popped up or the Air Force Chapel. One of those. Yeah, I think and it's like the, the first time piece. that that popped up and like, oh, I've been there. <laughs> That's a real thing. Cause it was kind of like unclear if you were actually on Earth for a while. Or like like in terms of like, is this just a fantasy world? Yeah. But it's definitely world, or yeah, is this it's Earth? Based- it's it's Earth. Um, as yeah, and you, you, find you out. eventually find out. Like, and I said, that was the moment for me. I was like, yes, definitely. Yeah. Earth. And so. Um, so there's that. Did you also listen to like all, most of those sound recordings and stuff? I did a oh, lot of man. them. There's some emotional like back and forth between people in those ones. Yeah, sometimes. especially once you get to the ones that are um, as they're trying to start Project Zero Dawn, and they basically kidnap all the people they need for the project. Yeah. And you get their like intake of like, this is somebody that would rather die. Like basically commit medically induced suicide rather than face the truth of what, of why project zero dawn exists. And so 
rough. Yeah, it's an like it's an intense thing. Like, uh, just like them trying to decide. It's like okay, well, yeah, we're lying to them, but yeah, humanity will live on again one day. Kind of. Hopefully, that's but like their dream. And of course, they don't get to find that, that out. History, unless unless you can maybe recover Apollo. Right. And that's with what happens with Hades. It could conceivably be that yeah Apollo does somehow also save itself it seems very unlikely and it'd probably be very shoehorned in but yeah could be. On it. yeah um yeah so that's essentially horizon guys uh loved it so many yeah, different really ways good. to play. Um, I don't know. Oh, also, she does ultimately find Doctor Sobek. Mm-hmm. Like, there's another like at the end. She does uh, locate the corpse. Yeah. And so basically, what happens is Gaia Prime. There's a gap. The Pharaoh bots are able to find it. Um, and so it has to be closed by the outside. So the other alphas, which are the heads of the like subordinate functions of Gaia, they are arguing amongst themselves of who to close it. Gaia or, um, so Beck dons the the necessarily protective suit or whatever heads out, closes it while they're arguing. And then like walks, I think I saw like 270 miles to her home where she dies. Like, I think that's what I saw when I was. Oh wow! When I was brushing up on stuff before we started, um, let me see if I can find that again. Sounds um, made up. Okay, so, um, so this is from the wiki. So how true it could be is up for that. But so, given the area that the game is set in, Utah and Colorado, Sobek, or Sobet, um, would have to tr- walk at least two hundred seventy miles to reach her home in Nevada. So. Where are you getting Sobek? Oh, Sobek. Sorry, I was mixing up yeah. Elizabeth and Sobek. So, <laughs> yeah. So it would be at least 200 miles that she walked in the suit thing before she died. I mean, given that, you cover a lot of ground really fast in this game. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Like, not even days. To right. cover hundreds of miles it's like oh um but there is that uh idea she is a beast of a rock climber yeah yeah Aloy. i would be dead so many times over yeah she kind of puts like nathan drake and all the assassin's creed people to shame yeah like yeah she just leaps everywhere it's just like oh i'm just gonna free climb this we're good yeah, I'm gonna then like swing around and like, yeah, like do like do. It's like, well, okay, calm down. Let me leap way over here. Yeah, it's like way street, like well beyond your reach. <laughs> Kinds of leaps, but um, hopefully we didn't miss anything, guys. If we did, and you played mm-hmm. the game, let us know. We'll, I don't know how. Yeah, add it in. Yeah, I got a couple post-game questions for you. Yeah, and um, one is story-related, and the other was just like basically 
sequel stuff. But so here's my question, and it centers around Hades. So we know that we eventually learned that Hades was one of the subordinate functions that was designed for if Gaia messed up and the Earth was eventually going to become uninhabitable again. Hades' job was to destroy the planet. Right. Um, and basically start over from scratch so that Gaia could again do what it was programmed to do. And the issue that they found programming Hades was basically getting it just right to where if it was too weak, Gaia wouldn't really give up control. If it was too strong, it would almost destroy Gaia. Right. And so getting it to where it could get control back from Gaia and then give control to Gaia once it was done. And so here's my question is we're, we're left kind of with the, with the belief that Gaia malf or with that Hades malfunctioned and something went wrong. Right. But I kind of like throughout the game felt like, this feels like the Hades function doing what it's programmed to do. Well, no, they mentioned that Hades did seek to destroy, like completely take over, which is why Gaia then self-destructed. But I like the thing that makes me wonder about that is, is that just Hades doing what it was programmed to do? And Gaia feeling like, cause we're told that from Gaia's perspective, it's true. I don't know. I, I think, like, I'd like to get into that, but I think that ultimately Hades had to have malfunctioned because taking control and starting these shutdown systems are different than him actually infringing on the data systems that are already in place, mm-hmm. which is, I feel like, what was happening. So, yeah, cause I mean, ultimately. Cause, like, he's not the one that causes, like, Gaia's the one that blows up the thing. That ends up causing a lot of the problems. Yeah, but we also know that Hades was ultimately corrupted because of that leak or something, like because of a data leak. It, like, ish. Like, it's kind of like, and that was one of those things that I felt was kind of like, from is it just is this just how Gaia viewed it, or was it Hades actually corrupted? And it was a question that I was feeling but- basically as soon as we were introduced to Hades. That's true, but then ultimately, why would Hades fear a reset so much? Well, like because, Hades had to have gained too much power, or had some like had to have corrupted somehow, because otherwise, Doctor Sobek re-existing doesn't matter. I I get, but one yeah, we're, it comes down to like, is his function though? I need to restart this no matter what, and he obviously views Sobek as the mother of Gaia and His she's going to protect well Gaia. Is the problem like ish. It's like, yeah, like I, I ish. <laughs> it's still a machine. It's still an AI. Like it yeah. has, it has to calculate those things. And if it really felt like it need, like if that's the case, he would have understood who Sobek was. And if it, there needed to be reset, then he would have trusted her. Like, I feel like that AI would have still trusted Sobek's opinion, like, to make a rational decision here. Like, right. like let me just give her the information of why we failed this time. Right. And, and also, definitely... Hades didn't trigger until humans were already out on the planet at this point. Which, so we know the planet is officially habitable and moving but, in a sustainable Well, direction. that's sustainable is the issue, which, of course, brings in current so Hades didn't talks, also Hades but... also didn't try to do things until... So, like, 15 years, so, like, when she does blow things up and cause everything yeah. and Hades sets off, um, 
essentially like animals are starting to the, the derangement of the machine the, animals the is occurring so we know there is a corruption factor right but then like that you said like that, that again is my is my question of is that corruption factor hades just doing his job and i think that the point that you made of the hades function should know to respect sobek is a really good point mm-hmm. i think that's that's definitely the the chief issue that exists with this thesis or whatever is that he should have been able to be like, okay, like even naturally without being asked to be like, oh yeah, you're Sobek. Here's what's going on. Yeah. But he clearly doesn't. And so I I definitely said, I definitely think that's the problem, but like it just, it seemed like when you learn what Hades is supposed to do, it's like, yep, this is what he's trying to do right now. It seems like. Yeah. It's just, the question is like, why suddenly now instead of earlier? Mm-hmm. Like before we have officially triggered the human release mechanism. Right. Like why not earlier? Because he should be, his programming should have been able to trigger sooner if that was mm-hmm. the case. Before we even started incubating the humans in, right. in the mountain again. Right. I guess. And so it's, it's, that was definitely just something that stood out to me as interesting. Or an interesting question. Yeah. Um, and so then the next question that I have for both of us, but is like, what would you like to see in an expansion or sequel? Love interests. <laughs> What's I don't know. Like, I, 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 I'm curious now. Like, I kind of, I'd like to see, like, what Aileo would ultimately do. Mm-hmm. Like, does she settle down? Or like, can you ultimately pick someone? I don't know. Um, it's one of those things that like, I'm kind of torn because Aloy is such an awesome character, but at the same time, this game does take place in a very confined space. Yeah. And almost like fallout where like, while you do have your overarching system of like, you have like this, um, brotherhood of steel and stuff like that. You also have all these individual groups, these smaller groups that exist based on their locations. Yeah. I'd kind of like to go and see what, how another part of the world is coping when they don't have knowledge or they don't have these, um, um, the, I don't know if the cultures is the right word. It's it's not, but like they don't have access or not like of the, um, cauldrons. They don't have all of those things. Or are these just the bots that are in these areas? Like, I feel like, humans wouldn't have like traveled farther than the cauldron. So I think you are always going to have that because you have to come out of something right in this world. The world was decimated and you have like, we're literally cloning people and repopulating the earth that way. Right. For the initial release. So I don't see people settling far from a cauldron Mm -hmm. or like in a research facility or something. So I feel like they're always going to have some kind of access to the understanding. It's like we came from a metal world. Right. Sort. So I'm just curious. I'm curious to what the other cultures are on this yeah. planet. I would be curious as to see like what other like machines were created mm-hmm. out of said cauldrons and like, like if the system was uh, advanced enough to like do it based on climate and yeah, do different things like that. But like, what does it look like if you have a v- extremely like there's snow where we are? Cause of course it's Colorado, Utah. Yeah. 
But like if it was Canada, like what does that look like? Or if it was Sahara Desert, right? What does that? What do? What do the? I want to see Florida. <laughs> also, why do we, we already have got alligators, alligators in in Colorado? In Colorado, yeah. And you, <laughs> you gotta do something, I guess. Um, yeah. But yeah. So I kind of, I like to see Aloy because she kind of has this in the religious themes section of like this, the the wandering prophet. And so, I'd kind of like to see her go and tackle going around preaching common sense. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, and so just kind of got, getting to follow her as she. She's not probably not going to stay with the Nora. She's probably not going to stay in Meridian. She is yeah. at her at her core wanderer because she was an outcast for all of her life. Right. I'm sure. Yeah. I definitely don't see her doing. I was just like curious as to what they would do with those love interests because like they're obvious. Mm. They're so obvious. Right. You're just like hmm. <laughs> and then you realize there's no way I could like say anything to actually like proceed like. Mm-hmm to advance this. So it's obviously not building the game for that. I was like, hmm. Right. So I just Which like I... seeing how like people who finally accept her, like and how that mm-hmm. changes her perception. Yeah. I kind of liked the lack of love interests. Um, just cause I felt like it, it's kind of the classic RPG problem of there's this huge catastrophic event, but I'm going to take time to flirt with this person and get married. I didn't necessarily like and need so, that, but right. It's like obviously you don't get far from that. Like even for in war, like, mm-hmm. like you're always gonna have that desire, right? I think, you know, natural humans. Know. It's yeah. kind of so take time, but like maybe not get married or whatever the equivalent would be in this in these society. cultures. Um, but I think that's good enough. Yeah, sounds good to me. So hopefully we covered everything, guys. Hopefully that, like, if you don't plan on playing this, you got a good idea of what this game is like and uh, what the story is. Uh, Or maybe we filled in some gaps for you um, from your original playthrough. But uh, hopefully you really enjoyed Horizon. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Mm -hmm. Be sure to check out. Yep, wonderful game. Good job, Gorilla. Far better than your previous games. Shots fired kills him. Just kidding. I don't play first person shooters as well. It's I as somebody <laughs> that played the most recent Killzone, it's way better than their most recent game. <laughs> um But yeah, so be sure to check us out everywhere as usual. Um Twitter, PlayStation, email, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, blah blah blah. Rate us. Tell a friend. Rate us. <laughs> And have a wonderful gaming experience from here on out.